Hello, Show Me Mo School Facilities listeners and viewers. This is your host, Joshua Peach, back at it. Uh, we said we were coming back strong, and we are. We're on episode 17, uh, and I am in a Hampton Inn in Plant City, Missouri. Last week, I was in a, a cubicle in a in an office building for my podcast, so I'm, I'm committed to do this from wherever I'm at. Uh, sleep deprived or not ready to rock and roll. Um, today's going to be a fun one. They're all fun ones, but this is kind of an interesting one and a unique one. Uh, Show Me Mo School Facilities podcast was was built, uh, hosted by uh, the Missouri School Plant Managers Association, which was um, a K-12 public school supported organization. And recently, uh, not only have they gotten uh, some members in the community college world, They've got a community college board member added to the list and uh, really an exciting time for MSPMA. I think they now can expand and grow to uh, to other aspects and other areas. And I am uh, honored to have with us today, Mr. Raymond Wade from the call from uh, he's the college director of facilities and grounds at Ozarks Technical Community College. So first of all, Raymond, welcome aboard your the podcast. Well, thank you, Josh. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you today and discuss uh, MSPMA and all the activity that uh, hopefully I can bring to uh, the organization. So I look forward to today's conversation. So I uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited to get into this because there's a lot I'm there's a lot I want to learn about you. Um, and so I think we'll start at the beginning. So one of the questions I like to ask because. This is kind of a unique role. A lot of, you know, there's not uh, there's not necessarily a program that people grow up and say, I want to be a facility director for a, a school or a community college or, or what have you. So uh, there are some folks that dream of it. There are some folks. Uh, Josh Schaefer was one. Uh, he he was he's a second generation uh, facility professional that he grew up around his dad doing it. Um, so. You know, how did you how did you decide you wanted to be a facility director and a little bit of your background and, and then also, you know, what you do at the college today and kind of what what your college looks like? So uh, let's see, I'm, you know, uh, I've lived in the Springfield area uh, coming up now on 20 years. Uh, while I've been in Springfield, that pretty much is my entire facility management background. Uh, prior to that, I was in an industry uh, that allowed me to move a little bit around the M- Midwest. I lived in St. Louis and Kansas City and St. Louis, or excuse me, Topeka. Uh, but I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee, and I ended up in Springfield uh, 20 years ago when I, a friend and I went to work for uh, Battlefield Mall and started uh, facility maintenance and management then. Uh, at the time, we I was uh, contracted by the mall uh, to oversee and facilitate the the maintenance, the construction, and uh, custodial of the mall, and th- and that grew into uh, overseeing quite a few malls uh, for that contractor. And then uh, the opportunity came up about eleven years ago to move to. Ozarks Technical Community College, uh, where I went to work for the previous mall manager. Uh, and that that has just been uh, a huge success coming over here and making that transition uh, to education. Uh, but, you know, OTC is 
the third largest community college in Missouri. And uh, we have six campuses right now. Uh, we're looking at adding on here to, to some of those campuses here in the next uh, 12 to 24 months. So, you know, it's just been a, a blessing to come to the education side of things. Uh, but my background did not, you know, once I started in facility management, I did, I did not come into it through a trade. Right. Uh, I know a lot of facility managers, you know, they may have a, a trade to fall back on. Uh, I, I did not take that path. Uh, I, I came through it uh, with uh, hard knocks, I guess, a true <laughs> PhD. Yeah. So I kind of got thrown into the fire at Battlefield Mall here, here in Springfield and uh, just capitalized on coming to the education side. Figure it out. That's what you yep. did. That's good. Yeah. Springfield, Missouri is a place that um, <clears throat> fellow board member Sean Dilday's Springfield Public Schools, and I was at an event at one of their schools a couple months ago. <clears throat> and uh, Route 66 runs through Springfield, Missouri. And uh, I was taking the scenic route to the to the meeting, and I drove by this spot that uh, it had this nest with a with a big – uh, statue of a buzzard and it said buzzard eggs for sale and so i came to the meeting and i said uh, i said to everybody i said i had no idea that you could actually buy buzzard eggs i can't imagine they're good but somebody's got a market for them and sean looked at me he says what in the world are you talking about and i said you don't know you live here in springfield it's right down the street and it was a joke <clears throat> it was a, it was someone's lawn ornament or something right off of route 66 and uh uh he had he had never seen it either that or he never paid attention to it because buzzard eggs for sale is a is a good joke in Springfield for people like me from Boston so uh, gullible but uh, no that's that's interesting because you are you're you're uh, you're fairly unique in the industry um, now community colleges in in many areas you just kind of said you're growing uh, and you're the second largest in the state are, are you still growing significantly with enrollment. Right now, uh, our enrollment is uh, not dipping. Uh, we are pretty much staying flat, mm -hmm. uh, which is unusual because right now uh, in higher education, they are, as a trend, they are seeing a dip in enrollment. Mm -hmm. A lot of our uh, sister community colleges are seeing some decreases, uh, but we have uh, continued to stay pretty much flat. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, we're showing a, a small uptick uh, yep. going into the fall semester, but, uh, you know, trends are showing that uh, most colleges will see a significant decrease over the next three years. Yeah. Well, one of those reasons is skilled labor, right? We have, we've had such a, a, a need for skilled labor and such a lack of interest, and now people are seeing what college costs, the college costs and significant college costs um, for traditional four-year schools, and many are, are opting for trade schools because your folk tech schools around the country have waiting lists, right? They're, they're people that are getting out of high school and they're going into apprenticeship programs. Um, and community college, I'm, I'm a product of community college, full disclosure, never graduated, uh, probably went for three years and probably still considered a second semester freshman. So college wasn't for me, but it was a great place uh, for me to go and get my feet wet and figure it out. And it's affordable. Right. So community college is a great offer uh, opportunity. So I'm, I'm guessing that your your next your your uh, additional campus, you're probably extending your programming, you're, you're broadening kind of your offerings for your students. 
Yeah, we we uh, recently built a center for advanced manufacturing um, that opened up just a year ago, actually a year ago this month, uh, which is, you know, uh, robotic welding, um, megatronics. It It is a, a different level of industrial technology which mm-hmm. is huge for those trades uh but but it's also recognizing you know where is economic development headed and where yeah. do people want to be tra- trained up in and so uh all of our campuses though uh we try to recognize uh what the needs are in that service area and cater to those programs uh in those areas yeah raymond i got to tell you you just sold me on going back to college on, on one thing, I can go back for Megatronics. Yep. I mean, it's, it's impressive. If, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I know Kyle up in, uh, I think he's in Lee Summit. Yep. Uh, he's got an impressive building up there. Oh, and, yeah. The Innovation Center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did. And we it's did. actually, it's one of the ones that, that we actually toured before we built ours. Yep. So, yeah, we, we recorded four or five episodes in there and spent two days, and it is. It's a very impressive space. Um, and you know what's, what's interesting is when you build an impressive space, you typically get impressive people, mm-hmm. right? You get people that want to do these dynamic programs, these these economic, like you say, these economic opportunity programs that they can get out and they can do something, um, make a difference, um, doing, you know, new, using new technology or new new ideas. It's, it is definitely pretty cool. So, um, so, so it's interesting. Um, you guys are kind of a, in, in the middle ground from a community college, community colleges, you know, you don't have all of the same things to relate on the four-year college, especially because you don't have, uh, typically don't have boarding. There's very few. As a matter of fact, the only one I know is now a four-year school, uh, which is Dean College in Franklin, Massachusetts. Um, they had boarding as a community college. I don't know many others that have that. Um, so you have day students, um, but you have some you have some added complexities. Um, you have some added complexities and some that are taken away, right? You don't have buses coming every day, but you've got all the more cars that are parking in your lots. You have uh, an open campus setting um, that is not like a public K-12 school where there's there's people that are grown adults that are coming and going at all hours. Um, and so... Um, I guess, tell me how, I mean, I think that there's really a closer fit to the public K-12 from a facility and operations management that for K-12 and community college than there is in the four-year traditional college. Um, And I'm guessing that's what you guys found fit to, but how did it, how did it all come about that uh, community colleges got involved with MSPMA and, and their need to kind of have this synergy? Because I think it's a great fit. Yeah, obviously I I do too, Josh, Uh, you know, a few years back, you know, there, there's national organizations, there's regional organizations, you know, and and they do. They they some of them tend to cater to uh, higher education, which you know community colleges are a part of. But uh, you know, when we when I was looking to find an organization that we could be a part of or uh, more involved with than than being overlooked. You know, because, you know, some of your higher education and nothing against them at all. I'm not saying anything about it, but, you know, they tend to to gravitate towards those national organizations, which is great. But for us, we are a true commuter school, Uh, similar to we have a lot of similarities. You kind of touched on it. We have a lot of similarities with K through 12 schools 
being a community school, our students come and go. They're, our average age is 19. So they're fresh out of that K through 12 yep. mix. So, um, you know, for us with no athletics, no dorms, uh, we just tend to, to be more in line with what K through 12 is doing. So when you talk about networking and the opportunity to work with like professionals, uh, for us and, and community colleges, we fall more in line with that K through 12 uh, landscape than we do uh, some of those larger national organizations. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's, I think that's spot on and you're right. It's, you know, again, it's that you're that hard, uh, we'll call you that hard middle child, right? You're uh, <laughs> and that's, and that's what it is really. It's you're, you're in that middle space of like, yeah, I kind of fit here and I kind of fit here. But I think that from, when you talk about from a, from a people perspective, you fit obviously with the higher ed, side of things but with the operational the brick and mortar and the the day-to-day it's definitely a great synergy and there's a lot there's a lot to to learn and offer um and i'm seeing a lot more synergy with public k-12s and in community colleges or state state-run organizations right so there's a there's a new synergy with a lot of what you're seeing and saying with the trends where you know the guidance of kid, you know guiding kids that might not be ready for a dormitory or something are coming to your day school um, so tell me, uh, so, so you, um, you got involved with MSPMA. I think that, uh, tell me how many, how many community colleges are there just out of curiosity? I don't, I don't know how many there are in the, the state. In in the state of Missouri, there are 12 community colleges. Okay. And do they all have multiple campuses or are they, they kind of, uh, each one's kind of unique. So with the way that the, the community college system is set up, they, they all have, um, probably multiple campuses, but they all have a service district, if you will. So mm-hmm. like for, for OTC, we have like a 12 county district that we service. Yeah. Um, and that used to be, uh, strict. That, that's it. Uh, recently though, that's kind of opened up a little bit. So you mm-hmm. can expand those boundaries. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the future but uh right now we we service 12 counties in southwest missouri okay um very cool and and one of the things that just popped in my brain because i just had one one high school tell me about this did any of the community colleges in missouri use high schools as satellite campuses because you said you get six and coming on seven are they all typically in missouri are they all typically run spaces run and managed by the college or are they outsourcing and, and building, you know, using space in high schools for night programs and things? So I, I don't know how other community colleges approach that. Uh, yeah. I can tell you what OTC does. Uh, so at our Republic and Lebanon and Waynesville satellite campuses, in Republic, we actually have an agreement with the Republic High School where mm-hmm. we uh, offer up two classrooms uh, throughout the week uh, each semester for them to utilize uh, for students. Mm-hmm. In Lebanon and Waynesville, we have the co-op agreements with some four-year universities uh, mm-hmm. to allow them space uh, so that they can come in and you know, you could be in Lebanon and get a four-year degree and never leave Lebanon mm-hmm. uh, through a, a partnership and agreement with Missouri State. Uh, we also, in Waynesville, have an agreement 
that we're working on with Columbia College, and we also do have some classes at the uh, at Fort Wood, Fort Leonard Wood. So, cool. That's how we approach it. We try to offer up available spaces, and here on the uh, main campus in Springfield, uh, we have a huge partnership with Springfield Public Schools uh, yeah. for our middle college. Yeah, and for those listeners that that aren't aware and correct me if I'm wrong, but Springfield Public Schools is the largest school district population-wise, student enrollment-wise in the state of Missouri. I, I believe that is uh, correct. Yeah. North Kansas City, I think, is second. Um, my, my, my Boston, my knowledge in Boston from Plant City, Florida of Missouri is pretty good, right? I'm just pulling it all out today here. So, <laughs> um, so, so let's get down to the, to the, to, to the piece about that relates to MSPMA. First of all, uh, and the few times that I've talked to you and getting to know you, and I look forward to getting to know you more and, and seeing you in person, I'm assuming in, in Branson next month. Yeah, um, yeah. What I've seen evident from you, and now I'm learning that it's most likely because you were trial by fire. Um, you, you position professional development pretty high up on the list of things, uh, continuing education and professional development of your, of your skill uh, your profession pretty high up there on the list of of things to do and be a part of. Um, tell me a little bit about kind of what you do, what you, how you've put that for you and your team and why, why you find it so important. Like what, what was the trigger effect that said, Hey, I could just be a director of buildings and grounds for community college and come to work every day. Um, and, or I could be a director of building and grounds every day and find professional development opportunities for me and my team to even better, the outcome for our for our community, our kids, and our campuses. Yeah, so I mean, in facilities management, you know, especially in education, uh, we may not directly uh, facilitate or uh, teach students, but we have a huge impact on their success in everything we do. Uh, we we provide heating and cooling and comfort and lighting. Uh, all of those things, uh, including cleanliness, uh, that help in their success. Uh, but but for our group, you know, we we put a very huge, big uh, bullseye on professional development and being a part of organizations such as MSPMA. Uh, we have uh, myself. I've I've completed the core certification course. Uh, I've got two other supervisors currently going through that. And uh, we've had some custodians take some professional development through MSPMA. Uh, but we don't just do it um, to say we're doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had to put a financial piece on it. Uh, every year, we have increased our professional development budget so that we can continue to grow our, uh, not just our leaders, but grow our employees into leaders so mm-hmm. that one day they can run these facilities. I couldn't, I couldn't have teed you up any better on that one. I mean, you, you, you answered that the way that I would want anyone that comes on this podcast or anyone I talk to about the importance of facilities and professional development. Um, and it's the, it's the role you play that's behind, uh, behind the scenes to get the job done, to provide that, that environment. I was just at a school district down here that was, you know, I'm in Florida. Uh, I think I said that in the podcast. If I didn't, I apologize. I've been uh, on the road for four days straight. I've been to uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey, 
Georgia, Alabama. Now I'm in Florida finishing up the week. And uh, I made a couple of school visits here today. And one of them I went into and there's a full service in service day. And uh, this, this, this building has uh, two chillers to two fifty ton chillers. And uh, um, one of them's offline. And so you have to make that immediate decision to, to run that, that one 250 ton chiller at full, full blast 24 seven. Right. So you gotta, you gotta make that immediate decision to make that, that happen um, in the hopes, and it's not a guarantee because you're 50% efficiency. Right. Uh, and the hopes that that, that building is going to be uh, comfortable enough for that in service day tomorrow uh, and the, and how imperative it is. And if, if people didn't have oversight or were paying attention to that 24 by seven, and everything was running the way that it normally would, um, then then they'd be coming into a very uncomfortable environment, right? And that'd be a, a compromising the day. So um, learning and and expanding and doing all that is uh, is vitally important. And uh, and I love to hear. And it's it's funny. Um, and I'm not saying this just because I've fallen in love with Missouri in the last year and the people and the and the places in this podcast. I have found Missouri to be overall one of the most impressive states from leadership throughout districts and community colleges where and, and especially in operations where they put a really strong emphasis on continuing education and professional development i think it's partly due to the to the certification program that mspma has and and the promotion that they're doing they just had the highest number of graduates i think it was 46 last year uh, and they've got quite a few in the system for this year um, I think a lot of it is the programming and the and just kind of the the exposure that MSPMA puts out there to the world. But I'm just so impressed. Um, I have more calls from Missouri to come out and work with teams and schools. And when I because I always ask why, right? I want to know why you want me coming out there. And uh, and they, and almost always they're like because we want to raise our professional development, our appearance, our customer service, our leadership, our teamwork, our mindset, our attitude, whatever. It's its a bunch of things, um, but they're they are looking to invest in that. And I'm just so impressed with it. And you said it perfectly. So um, that thank you. So uh, that brings us to MSPMA. Uh, who's coming from the community colleges? Do you guys have a pretty good contingent of colleges coming uh, to the event? And were you guys, were you guys there last year? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Um, so this year we're reaching out to the community colleges, uh, hoping to get, uh, some strong participation from them, especially this year with, uh, the collaborative effort with MCCA and, uh, registration. So we're in those, we're trying to introduce those efforts to, to gain some, uh, participation from, uh, the other 11 community colleges, but OTC will be there this year. Uh, we're, we're bringing a, a few participants, uh, some that will, are going through the core certification right now, and uh, hopefully a couple of others uh, that just received some certification through training. So, good, good. Uh, MCCA, uh, that you if you got an award, you got recognized. Is that MCCA? Yes. All right. Yeah, so last November, I, I received the Administrative Professional Leadership Award uh, through MCCA. That's mm-hmm. just that's an award that's that's given annually. Uh, I, I was very, very fortunate, but I was very happy to, to get it last year uh, because last year was the first time that 
it had been held in person since the outbreak of COVID. So, so that was, uh, you know, it was a big deal for the community colleges first to have the event, but, uh, you know, each, each community college nominates uh, one person from their college. And so uh, I guess in a review of those nominations, uh, I was the fortunate recipient. So I was happy to to, uh, get that award on behalf of OTC. I'll tell you, that says a lot when, when you're nominated, when you are, uh, nominated by your peers uh that that that's a pretty that's a pretty uh that's a pretty big pat on the back for you that you're doing doing good things and people are recognizing it so uh congratulations on that and uh uh that's that's just wonderful i didn't i don't think i knew that that uh that was a, a nominated like that uh award so that's pretty cool um so so what's if you were to have a crystal ball, let's wrap up with a crystal ball question. Cause those are always like, you're like, Oh, great. What's he going to ask? But if you had a crystal ball, what would you want to see next uh, for expansion or what would you want to see next for community colleges in the great state of Missouri from a, uh, you know, from a MSPMA professional development? Is there something in your mind that you say, man, this would be really cool if we could do this, or if we could add this, um, you know, specific program or is there something out there that that uh there's a hole that's that needs to be filled to uh to help you and your your peers across the state um you know i i think that if if i had a crystal ball and and what i'd like to do and and it kind of goes back to the previous question uh with participation in the annual conference coming up from community colleges the, the first thing I'd like to see is the to get those remaining community colleges involved in an organization of like minds. Mm-hmm. And I think that is perfect for MSPMA. I think MSPMA is that bridge to mm-hmm. get those remaining community colleges together in mm-hmm. a room with the others and yep. not those 12, including us, in with other organizations that are much larger, much bigger, a lot more money than community colleges. Um, Even though the education in community colleges is your best bang for your buck, uh, they don't always translate those dollars into uh, professional development. And so I think that this is the perfect organization to bridge that gap and bring us all together with the K through 12 uh, because we we do we run more in line with what K through twelve does than we do uh, yeah. all four year colleges. Yeah, we, we just do not fit that mold. Yeah, no, I think it's I think that uh, I think that's right, and I think that um, I can tell you I, I've worked with a couple of statewide initiatives with community college programs, and I'll tell you, it, 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 and I don't know if it's like this in Missouri, but um, I think this is, I think it's like this everywhere a lot of times we get stuck in our own way of being in the Island that we're on, right. We get stuck in our own campus. Uh, we can't leave. We can't do this. We can't do that. And um, I remember the first time that I got an entire state of community colleges in a room together, the discussions that happened and the, Oh, we have that same problem here. Oh my God. I can't believe you deal with that. Or here's a, here's a quick fix. I can remember. Um, I can remember going way back in my career, yeah, uh, 2005 maybe 
there was a company that came out. I don't know if it's still out because it's so simplistic in thought. It was called Wattstopper. And it was essentially a sensor that shut off vending machines. You bought this sensor and it was a sense, it was a motion activated vending machine uh, activate activator um, for the lights, not for the cooling or anything else, but it turned on and off the lights. And so I remember these community colleges were all together and we talked about it. And one of the community colleges was like, yeah, we have like 200 vending machines. Cause you don't know how many, you don't pay attention to it. If you're just looking at one, when you look at the entire campus and every building and they have one or two and they have this, and he says, you know, I save $50,000 on this $250, you know, piece of equipment and I can show you how. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Guess what all the community colleges did? First thing they did when they left, they all bought Wattstoppers, mm-hmm. you know, and each, I mean, it was, it was over 15 college campuses and that's over $600,000 real money uh, that was saved just based on a two hour conversation of, Hey guys, what's working, what's not working, what's the best practice, what's a great vendor to work with. Um, you know, what do you think about the autonomous auto scrubbers? I, I, that's my, that's my number one question. I'm not a, I'm not a custodial uh, expert, but I've seen a couple of those things and they're, they're pretty wild. Um, and I think there's pros and cons to it. And so, but the best way to figure out the pros and cons is people that put them into practice, you know, and you're almost guaranteed to have someone that's putting something into practice with everything. So, uh, I think that's a great, I think that's a great rub on the ball, on the crystal ball there. Uh, and I, and I'd love to see it too. So, uh, you know, hopefully we have a, a community college room next year. Uh, that's, that's got all, all your, all your peers and all the campuses, uh, over in Branson. That's the goal. Well, that'd be very cool. Well, listen, I know it's, uh, it's getting close to, I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, it's closing, getting close to closing time here. So it's get, probably getting close to closing time there. I'm, I'm 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 all over the place with ours. I was actually in the first and only community district that's in two two time zones. You know, right when you figure out your uh, right when you figure things out, you go and you get something that happens like that. But yesterday, when I was in Alabama, this school district has two different time zones. You talk about adding complexity to your life just with scheduling buses. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, crossing that crossing that timeline uh pretty wild they, they're doing some great stuff i was on chambers county alabama they're doing some some really great stuff there so well listen this has been this has been great was this your first podcast yeah i typically ask that question but you seem like such a seasoned veteran i didn't want to look like a a fool asking that you did you knocked it out of the park for your uh rookie appearance i look forward to having you on again now you can't say no because i know you can do it oh uh, yeah no i appreciate the the offer and uh Hopefully uh, we can we can take this and garner some uh, participation from other community colleges, yeah. and if not them, maybe some more K through twelve members. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, uh, keep up the awesome work that you're doing. Uh, as I say, I'm a huge advocate and proponent for community colleges across the country. I think you do amazing work, and you provide a a place for uh, people like you say. It is absolutely the best bang for your buck if you are a parent. Um, there was a, there was definitely a negative connotation on if you were going to community college when I graduated high school in the early nineties, um, it's changed a lot. It's a lot better. If you want to go for megatronics, you got a place to go right there. Right. So, uh, head over to Springfield and and check out Raymond's team and what they're doing over there. So, uh, I will look forward to, uh, to meeting you in person, my friend, and getting a chance to talk to you, meeting up with you in person and, uh, and getting a chance to talk to you here. Uh, next month in wonderful Branson. And we've got the conferences coming up. I mean, it's right around the corner. 
we're uh we're geez we're uh what six weeks away i gotta pull this up i can't believe it we're already here in august but september 24th to the 26th there are no vendor spaces i uh, found out there is no space for vendors um so get yourself on the wait list get a hold of charlie branham um charlie and the board you guys have all done just outstanding work and getting the word out and building this um um sense of urgency and need for people to get registered early uh, so no vendor spaces left there are spaces for attendees the hotel rooms are filling up fast and they when they're gone they're gone um so register uh as soon as you possibly can because i believe um i don't know if you've gotten the latest numbers on attendees but it sounds like it's a it's a significant increase based on same time last year uh, you guys are looking at, you could be looking at a 20 or 30% increase in attendance from the previous year. That's uh, pretty solid. So um, great job by all. MSPMA.com is where you can get more information. Uh, did I miss anything, my friend? I don't think so. Covered all the bases. I got the word out. I got the address. I got the the website. Uh, so you, you, you definitely want to sign up and register soon. Uh, you can also get more information on the certification program, uh, which is, uh, which is what Raymond was saying. He gets some of his, his team through. It's an awesome program. I have, uh, I've watched it from the outside for the last year and I am, I'm very impressed. It's one of the best out there. Um, so you get more information about that there and, um, appreciate you get, taking some time out of your day here, my friend. And, uh, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk soon in person. All right. Thank you, Josh. Awesome. That will do it for this episode. We are wrapping it up here. As always, uh, we get we're getting a lot of downloads, a lot of views, a lot of people watching our YouTube uh, videos. Uh, Casey Hausman still holding the the uh, the record for number of downloads. He's uh, he's he, it's his promotion on social media. I think that's getting it. So thank you, Casey. Uh, you're helping our visibility. But um, on top of what that that what Casey's doing. If we're doing a good job here, please, if you could give us a five-star rating and review, um, that really builds up our our knowledge of, of having credibility for people to um, want to listen and give us a chance. Uh, if we're not a five-star, don't don't click anything else. Call us uh, or or email me, Josh at Be Awesome, and that's B-E-A-U-S-M dot com, J-O-S-H at B-E-A-U-S-M. Send me a note. What can we do better? Who can we have on? If you want to hear less of me and more of the guests, uh, I tend to get on my soapbox sometimes. I know that. I'm working on it. Um, but a five-star rating review goes a really long way. We're going to have another episode up here in the next week or so. And uh, really appreciate you coming along the journey with us. So we're coming up on a one-year anniversary. So we're maybe maybe what we're going to do is have all the guests on for a one-year Brady Bunch window-style uh, episode and, and do a year recap. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, for those of you that are in the trenches right now in August, getting ready for the kids to come back, or some of you have the kids coming back, thank you for all the hard work you and your team have done. Uh, I know that you guys try to fill a year's worth of projects in 60 days, um, and then you have to maintain, manage, clean, and take care of all of the things that come up and prevent a maintenance and everything uh, over the the you know once once the kids are back in. And, but uh, thank you for all the work that you're doing and the. The, uh, the quick work that you've done. And I know you're tired and home stretch for many of you a couple more weeks. So stay at it. Thank you for your work that you do. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.